1: On today's show, the guys are talking with Sammy White, or as we know her, SJ. She fills us in on the recent BET, British Education Training and Technology Show, Text Help, The State of Education in the UK, and so much more. There's also an EduTech Tip of the Week up next on the EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Welcome to the EduTech Guys show. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for tuning in, downloading, grabbing the show. However you're getting it, thanks for plugging us into your ear holes. Hey, remember we're
0: always out there staring back at you on the web. Just go to Google and type in EduTech Guys. E D U T C H G U I S. I like to spell that fast because it makes me sound like I know what I'm doing. So, because <laughs> I don't, I'm a terrible
1: speller. David, as long can as you sound like you know what you're doing, that's the key right there. Just Walk fast, you look important. That's it. Stand up straight, look forward, (laughs) carry yourself with a swagger. That's right. Walk fast and carry a clipboard. People will think you're in charge. That just
0: gets me beat up. I don't know what that... (laughs) (laughs) Gets me beat up by teachers, mostly kindergartners. When I do that kindergarten hall, they just beat the crap out of me. Well, you know, they're they're small, but they outnumber you. That's really true. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, it's really great to be back and having a guest on the show. We have a great guest today. We're really excited about getting into that interview and just a bit um, but I tell you what don't forget follow us on social media like I said earlier EduTech guys, we're everywhere just go to Instagram Facebook the whole bit let us know what you think uh, in fact you can actually find us on Patreon so if you're out there looking on Patreon we have a few extra things on there that you can't get from the regular show yeah. like some outtakes and some cuts that are, are different and uh, sometimes a, a little more funnier than here in a different kind of you know kind of slap your Chris Rock kind of way but anyway <laughs> wow didn't see that coming oh neither did he <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great one today. It said, you know, you can't, uh, can't unmount and do what you already mountain done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's where it is. Anyway, hey, you can check us out on Patreon. But I tell you what, we're going to take a quick message, and we'll be right back with the interview right after this. Hey, you know, Soundtrap is a wonderful app that we use to put together shows, make quick commercials
1: and just use in the classroom. It does some wonderful things and it has a collaboration piece for your kids. Yeah. And speaking of, it's got a wonderful feature to it called the Walled Garden, where you can actually put students into these different separated segmented groups that protect their content from outside folks just dumping stuff in there.
0: Yeah. Really cool stuff. Making music, doing podcasts, you know, students can create and create and create with Soundtrap at Soundtrap.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. We're really excited today to have our guest on. It's been a while since we've had a guest. Yeah, so this is awesome. This is going to be a really fun time because uh, this is a new friend, we hope. Uh, who know it is? It's going to be a great friend, an educational friend um, from a, I hate to be the old cliche, across the pond. But, you know, that's what it's going to be. But we're going to let her introduce herself and tell us who she is and all that kind of stuff. So here we go. Yeah
2: hi guys lovely to be here with you um my name is sammy i am um, an edtech person here in the uk um, i um, was named in the edtech 50 in 2021 in the uk so top 50 educator for edtech in our teaching magazine and um, i hold some professional qualifications so google trainer google innovator i um, first google, female google coach outside of america i believe wow um, and I have um, a professional body here in the UK for higher education and college level is the Learning Technologist Association and I hold accreditations with them as well. Okay. So excited to be here. I well, hope I have got the credentials. We, we to have let to me I here. have to
0: let me put an addendum to that. We're we talking to a superstar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know and I, when we gauge this in our education we've been around a long time and talked to a lot of people you're a rock star. So welcome to our show.
2: Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. People I, I, I am quite active on social media and that's how I I know you guys as well so I am what the trig math on social media so if if people have ever read any of my tweets I'm eternally grateful for that as well
0: awesome awesome so let's talk about what's been happening with you what's the latest thing the BETT right
2: yeah so the bet show so yeah so the bet show is um equivalent to IST here in the uk but it covers the whole of what we call the emea region so europe middle east and asia um, and it's very global very international um absolutely you can tell by my voice it was a very intense three days <laughs> i was taking his soul on my voice but um absolutely huge all the big players were there we had canva we had microsoft we had Hmm. google um we had all the small players as well they do this thing called bet futures where if you're a startup for a really small fee you can have a stand but you share it with lots of other people right right um and so you can see the latest things that come in as well and spot all the trends um absolutely mega thousands and thousands of people there um and i um took part in some talks and some panels, um, lots of inspirational leaders that come across from all over the world to share their expertise. Um, And I was on a panel talking about the digital divide and how we can do some more about that. And then I spent most of my time, if I'm honest, um, working on the text help stand, which is where I work, um, because we won an award while we were there. We were named best um, product in the, what would be your high school market, secondary Mm -hmm. school. So we were named best product in the UK at the Bet Awards with our
1: EquatIO. Man, you are just, you are rocking it. Top 50 educator. <laughs> you work for the company who got the number one secondary education <laughs> yeah. product. I mean, yeah. I think Not there's a common that. denominator. I'm going to throw this out to the folks at Textile. <laughs> Not just that, but there's that a common, the common denominator here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, will you sleep? That's a question yeah. I think I would have to ask. Well, it
2: is currently 2230
0: here in the UK, oh so I don't sleep. <laughs> uh, we're sorry, we have you up so late.
2: <laughs> I'm excited to be here. That's I've been really huge cool. fans for such a long time. I think you just got such a passion for what you do and your shares are just so amazing and I think anything that we can do as a network and what we call a PLN yeah. just to connect mm-hmm. is just fabulous.
0: So I have to ask so for you and this is a question you know we do a lot of conference coverage so we, we talk to hundreds of people you know, the like conferences and we love it. We get micro, you know, conference uh, coverage. We get micro little workshops, you know, sessions. So wow. I have to ask you for you, even if you go to to work for TechHelp, if you go to a conference to do work for a booth or you're there to interview, we always take something back for ourselves. So the biggest thing for you when you went to Tibet this year, what was the big thing for you that brought you back and, and reinvigorated you? Because I think that's what conferences do.
2: Absolutely. I I sort of mentioned it at the start, it was the small startups. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a maths teacher um, by trade. um, And um, there was two startups there with some really exciting apps that have like questions in there, but if the student's not getting it right, it finds another question and it just keeps going and it keeps going and it deepens that learning. And I'm thinking, that's some really clever AI you've got going on there. That's really clever learning that's happening. So that sort of thing really inspires me. The other thing that I took away was that um, in real life, I'm incredibly vertically challenged and very short compared to all my online friends who I met for the first time face to face. And so I took away that I am a good foot shorter than everyone else in the world. (laughs) That's,
1: that's, that's not a takeaway that when you go to a conference, you ever think at all, but (laughs) here's what I got out of this. Thanks. (laughs) So well, uh, I did okay. want to say though. So get, getting back to um, your, uh, you know, looking at the at the different startups and, and kind of getting to experience uh, what you see uh, as some of the trends, uh, especially in, in UK uh, education. Uh, what are what are maybe one or two of the kind of like highlights that you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is a thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, great question. I think that there was a huge piece about AI as a whole. And I think what was interesting was that the narrative changed from it being this scary robot to actually something that helps us develop better. And that was a real shift in the narrative over the last two years. I think AI sort of sat on the fringe two years ago as like, do we trust it? Do we not trust it? And now we're like, oh, do you know what? Actually, that's going to make my job better. That's going to make my learning better. I'm going to be able to understand things better because some a machine has learned to do it. So I've been um, working with a company for a long time now and they can take handwritten maths and the machine can learn how to grade that handwritten maths
1: mm-hmm.
2: over and over and over again. And so now when you scan in handwritten maths and this is, you know, college level work, will know
1: how to grade it without the college lecturer having to grade it. Wow. Yeah. Well, and kind of extending on what you had referred to earlier where you've got the AI helping the student by figuring out where that student is falling a little short and then helping them work through whatever issue they happen to be having. And kind of like you had mentioned, you know, working backwards a little bit in order to help them move forward. And to me that that's one of those enrichment pieces that the student is able to do outside of the classroom so that when they get back in the classroom, they're not as behind and they don't they don't get all of the feelings that come with being behind the rest of the students in the class. Mm-hmm
2: totally 100% and I think when you're teaching maths as well we have a we tend to have a natural preconception that you're either good or bad at maths as though there's some sort of genetic ability that happens mm-hmm. um, and as we know with all learning it's just it is hard work mm-hmm. you know you you have to put the effort in for it to pay off and maths is incredibly hard most subjects are hard but maths tends to be the hardest for, for most students and what I think AI is probably going to allow us to do and I'm hoping so and I'm seeing this in the trends is unpick that Confidence lacking. Let you have that practice, that safe space at home, build your confidence up and know where you need to go to build that confidence. So that like you say, when you arrive in class, you're no longer the one that's behind and you're starting at the same level as everyone else, because there is nothing worse. You know, you remember when you missed a day from school because your parents had you off for a day and you're like, ah, I can't get back in. I don't know what they've done. I've missed one day and I've missed everything. And we are at a point now where we can we can start to help students. Combat that a bit more. But we have so much more to do because, like you say about enrichment, that comes along with mindset. And one of the biggest things that we can do as educators with all this technology Mm -hmm. is to focus on mindset and building positive mindsets towards the work that we're doing. Because, like I said, it is hard work. So, how do we give students that drive and determination to keep going? And how do we help pick them up when they fall down? And for me, that's where teachers come in. You can throw every bit of technology in the world. But if you don't have that human element of a teacher that cares, And picks you up when you're struggling then you're not going to go very far in life and so there's always a role for technology but there's always a role for teachers as well
1: well and i think i think what we have definitely learned that or i hope to high heaven we have learned that especially over the last two years Mm, yes yeah we, we being in that that little tiny
0: composite of you know we're learning hard work in place but i have to i have to move on to a question here The AI, I had trouble with math completely, and I say I'm a terrible student in that area, but I'm a musician, and that was how it helped me, because all music is, is math. That's all it is. And I mean, (laughs) so... I say that I love to see the AI that learns that. To me, that's where AI is taking us in every subject: is the ability to go in and find Jeff's way that he learns, and the way that David learns, and, and how we can do that. So, I believe is that kind of. I'm I'm segueing. Is that kind of where text help you know comes into play? Because it's trying to make it available for every student, not just in school, but I think across the world, the workplace, wherever, give them the ability to understand better.
2: Yeah, to be really cheesy, the tagline is we help everyone to understand and to be understood. Um, and I think that, you know, and we say we, we build things that are necessary for some but useful for all. Um, but if we, if we take it back, Let's take it back pre-COVID, let's go really back in time. If you can remember before 2020, (laughs) Um, about five, I know, So retro. About
0: five <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I remember riding my, my, I rode my horse to school yeah, to that's work that's listening right. to Duran yeah, Duran on my that's Sunday walk So yeah, I get that. So yeah, <laughs>
2: so, yeah about, about five years ago, text help came to where I was working and they brought this product Equatio. And it was, I blogged about this at the time and it was like this. People used to bring EdTech all the time to work and I'd sit there and go, mm-hmm, great. Does it work for maths? No. Mm-hmm, great. Does it work for maths? No. And it became a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of known as the one that would ask the awkward questions. And um, they, they brought Equatio, and I went, oh, okay. I think that might help. And it was that light bulb moment for me. And it led me on this path of beginning to understand the challenges that people do specifically face with studying maths. Um, And from that moment on, I had um, what we call a math space. So a math space is a whiteboarding space in EquatIO. Um, And that is, um, if you think Jamboard, if you think any whiteboarding software, Mm. but for maths. Mm. Um, And what I built was a math space that had um, 10s blocks, so blocks of 10 squares that students know is a 10, a 10s rod. Students know one is a one unit. Um, It also had in there coins, so it had um, a 10-cent coin, a 5-cent coin. And it also had in there a number line, so that if you needed to count numbers, you would know where to go. And that just pinned at the top of my Google Classroom from five years ago up until today. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what that product does from Textile EquatIO in the math space is if I was in the classroom and I was going to say to you, you're, you're struggling with that, okay, go to the cupboard and get the blocks out and try and see if you can solve the problem with the blocks. Go to the cupboard, get the coins out and see if you can solve the problem with the coins. Go to the cupboard and get the number line out. But how do I do that digitally? And you guys across the pond are so far ahead in digital than where we are. Um, you know, COVID was a huge shock to us. Mm. We, we weren't ready. Um, even those of us who thought we were ready, we really weren't ready. Um and so what Equation by TextHelp does is it puts all those things that are in the cupboard, in the maths teacher's cupboard, digitally in the hands of the students. And they have an infinite supply of tens blocks. So if they need 10 tens blocks for one question and 50 for the next question, they're always there. And so for five years, that's been pinned to the top of my Google Classroom. And because that's what the product does, like you say, it, it bridges that gap of helping you learn how you learn you might need the sense coins for this question, and you might not. But if you know where to go to get the help, that helps drive your independence, and it also helps you make you better at learning maths, which is ultimately what we all want.
1: Well, and and I think one of the other key features that that you sort of dance around in this whole conversation is that if a student is struggling, right, so five years ago, and they had to go to the cupboard to go get those pieces and parts. Well, that student is getting up in front of everyone. And now everybody in the class knows, oh, little Dave's got to go to the cupboard and get his 10s you know, blocks, where, now, where once it moved digitally, I can use those all day, every day. And for the most part, I'm the only one that needs to know that. And so I think is that's that a great me? confidence booster, really.
2: Yeah, it's totally. It's that discrete support. That's what we try and it's what we try and do as a teacher all the time, isn't it? We try and give that discrete support where we can. You know, you've got some kids that give you a little signal, haven't they? Like, I, I really need some help and you're like, Oh I, okay, I'll come to you next. And you've got some kids who sit there with a face and you just know. Um, and that's our job as a teacher. That's the skill of the teacher. But what happens when we're not face-to-face? What happens when we're not reading those cues? How do we pick those students up, hold them tightly and say, I've still got you? Well, we can leave things in place, scaffolds and say, here, I've left you this.
0: Mm-hmm. So how is, the, how is the, and I'm going to jump into this, where we are now. We Forget the retro, we're back to present. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how has it been? Uh, It's not post-pandemic. We can't say that yet, but it's changed. It's hybrid models back in the classroom, some still at home, some the teachers have embraced online teaching. Are you seeing that in the UK? Are you seeing people embrace online teaching and realize I can leave all of this in place and it helps in the classroom? Are you seeing that?
2: I really wish I could say yes. Oh, Um, we we are in a place now where we're called living with coronavirus mm-hmm. um, and so students are required to attend and um, just a couple of days after a positive test they are still required to attend um, and so we we are pushing everyone to be back in education and I hope that this isn't a long-term thing mm-hmm. um, but what that means is that we, we, we've pushed so hard to get back to a point where we were that we're going to leave some things behind if we don't keep an eye in the rearview mirror. Mm -hmm. And our challenge now as educators is to look in that rearview mirror and go, yeah, okay, I understand where we're going, but what bits of this can I pack in the trunk and bring along with me? Mm -hmm. What bits of this are going to stay in my kit bag ready for the next time? Or what bits of this will just make things better for my students? Um, And so one of the biggest things that's come out of this is that we've got more devices. We we didn't have any, if I'm honest. Um, We've got more devices now. We don't have enough but we have more devices. Um, And so we are still able to give that discrete support. So, yeah, Dave, you know, you work on a Chromebook, everyone else works on pen and paper, but that means you've got that discrete support should you need it, but we don't know when you need it. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting to that point now. We have such a long way to go, such a, such a long way to go, but we we took a lot of battering and a lot of bruising um, in the pandemic. A lot of things that we thought were okay, really weren't okay and we, they were really brought to the fore. So like the digital divide, the lack of devices, we didn't really understand the impact of that and we spent a long time trying to get through that. So I understand the drive to go back to where we were, but we need to keep looking in that rear view mirror and picking up the bits and packing them in the trunk and taking them with us still. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, 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 and I will tell you, um, I, I don't know what you have heard you know, about what's going on in the U.S. in terms of uh, technology and where we are and where we've come um, uh, but honestly, we're a lot of us are in that exact same boat, right? There were a lot of students who they didn't have technology, they didn't have access to technology. One of the one of the big things that we discovered over here was just how many students actually do not have reliable broadband internet service, and it was I, I think it was a a shock to a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the people who are in government. It was a shock to uh, people in education. It was a shock to the community in general, who, you know, especially the, the folks who had it and were like, what do you mean you don't have it? And I'm like, no, uh, we can't. You know, I, I can't do anything. I don't even have, in some cases, we have students who not only do they not have, you know, broadband wired access, they didn't have wireless access. They so, couldn't even do dial up. I mean, you know, there's just nothing there for them. And, and that was a big shocker. And I just want to quickly go back real quick and, and, and touch on one of the things you said. One of one of my tags this year has been, I don't know, is it a mantra, a motto, whatever it is, whatever you want to call this. But to me, the three most disappointing words in education on either side of the pond has been return to, air quote, normal. It, it I just it it absolutely frustrates me that that's what the big push has been let's get everything back to the way it was in 2020 why why on earth do you want to go back to the way it was when you now see the potential and the possibilities and yet a lot of the people who are in the you know power that be they just want to they just want everything back the way it was just just get us back please can we go back to 1912 that'd be great. <laughs>
2: Exactly, even more retro. Right. <laughs> well, Bridgerton, I don't get,
1: Bridgerton,
0: yeah, that's what it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what I don't get about that, though, is, right, we learn things were pretty broken. Yeah. We learned we didn't have devices. We learned we didn't have internet access. So we're going to push back to there. We're going to aim for that. That's our aim. Hmm.
0: It's, uh, if you set your standards low,
2: guess how low you're
0: going to go. Mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Mediocrity is ruling it right right now. Mediocrity rules. That's what. That's all we're trying to achieve is back to normal, back to make mediocrity. I agree, and I think that that's the sad part. And you're seeing it. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in our classrooms. What we learned is you're right. We learned what we're broken. We're learning that teaching's teaching. The 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 vehicle for that shouldn't matter. That's what we should have learned from this, but we haven't learned that. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me is one of the biggest sadnesses that's coming out of this whole thing is that we're going to try to get right back to normal. You know, um, I've, but we have seen some really amazing things like what you're showing us today. You know, David and I had not seen this. Right. So, you know, this is something that we're going to turn around. David's at a cooperative level. He's going to share it with multiple schools. <laughs> you know, I'm going to shove <laughs> it down my teacher's throat because I just found <laughs> out that it's free. So, yeah. Yeah, it's free for teachers, you know, and teachers, that's a big word for teachers free. (laughs) Them. <laughs> yeah,
2: all textile products are free for teachers. You, you're welcome to have a go. It's a big passion of the company to make them free for teachers. Okay. If you are part of the Google Trainer Community, Google Innovator Community, that's been free for you for a long time as well. Wow. um It is a huge, a huge thing that we want to do is put it in the hands of teachers. Obviously, we're a commercial company. Obviously, it's licensable. Sure. Obviously, if you want to roll it out, all those things. But you know, we're not naive that. You know, you don't go, but do you know what? That's a product I'm going to roll out everywhere district wide. Let's right. go. No, it's going to become the normal way of working. You've got to love the product. You've got to love what it does for your students. You've got to see the benefits of it. And actually the best way for everyone to do that and to benefit the students is by making it free for teachers. So we make the products free for teachers to benefit the students.
0: That's really cool. So now we bounced all around the digital divide. <laughs> Let's get your take. So that was something that you had. You know, we're we're all passionate about that. I mean, that's something that this we're the older generation now. That's sad, isn't it? So, uh, but
1: I guess it depends on your point of view. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I don't know. I feel old. You know, I miss Bowie. You need to watch, anyway. some, Gen, you need to watch some Gen X TikToks. Oh, you that's go. what I need to do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, maybe I do. But, you know, so let's, let's get your take on that. Let's get your take because you're in a complete different place than uh, our, our listeners in the U.S., our listeners in Australia, our listeners in Asia. We have a lot of listeners around the globe. What's your take on where we've come, where we're going, how we're going to fix this You've definitely got your opinion.
2: I do. I do. Thank you. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things for me was um, I, I did what every great teacher did in 2020. I sent a lot of videos home to my students hmm. um, because that's how, that's how they'll learn. That's amazing. I'm such a great teacher. Well done, me. And then they literally turned around and went, Sammy, um, I've not watched your video because we don't get internet until two weeks on Tuesday when we get the benefits check. And then we might just have enough to put the internet on for a couple of hours, or we might have to choose to not heat the house. Mm. Literally a conversation a student had
0: with me. Right, Mm, right.
2: And that is the harsh reality and i didn't know and you know guilt is on me that i didn't know that my student was presenting every day clean dressed ready to learn going home to that situation Mm. Um, and so we had to do a lot of unpicking around that and we tried dongles and we tried everything Um, a dongle like the plug-in as a USB that uses 4G but then you've got rural areas where you've got no masts Mm -hmm. Um, and then all the bus companies were like hey we've got free Wi-Fi on the bus hey we can't leave the house it's lockdown (laughs) it's it's sort of all just it just became a perfect storm and so I started to think what can I do as a teacher My teaching needs to be better. I need to make this better. And so our most vulnerable students were still coming into schools and college, even in lockdown, um, because that was the safest place for them Mm -hmm. um, rather than being at home. As sad as that is, that's where they were coming. But what we needed to do was sort of help those that were sort of not the most vulnerable, but still pretty vulnerable. And we needed to make sure we could get content out to them. And we could post content, of course we could, but then that would mean a staff member would have to break isolation to go print, to then go post it, and then all those things. And we just thought, well, there's gotta be a better way. So I put my EdTech hat on um, and I came up with um, creating gifts because a GIF file is processed as an image file on mobile data charges Mm -hmm. rather than as a video file. And so the data is cut significantly if you create a GIF rather than a video. And I started to create them um, just in Slides, in PowerPoint or in Google Slides. In PowerPoint, you can just pull it straight out as a GIF. In Slides, you go to a website and you pull it out, Um, talltweets.com, big up to them, save me during lockdown. Um, And you... You put a, a line of text, so the first part of your answer, the first stage of the working out. And then on the next slide, you put that plus the next stage of your answer. And then on the next slide, you put that plus the next stage of your working out. And you pull it as a GIF and step-by-step, step the answer reveals as a GIF. Um, and my students just absolutely loved it. Those that, that discreet support that we talked about, those that have not put their hand up and said, Sammy, I can't watch your videos, they were they were loving it. Those that had said, Sammy, I've got no money and I can't watch your video, they were loving it. And those that had broadband coming out of their ears loved it, because they could do it with the sound off, because it's it's not got any audio on, and so they could do it while they were doing 10 other things, watching the telly, chatting to their family and doing all the things. Um, and it then just became our normal way of working. Um, and what we found was that we, we did it, I did it in the maths department, the English department did it, everybody was absolutely doing it. Um, and, you know, just to give you some um, figures, so um, a gif of 10 slides of working out of a question is running at 171 kilobytes as a file size and 95 second video is 4.6 megabytes
1: right that is uh, and what a great solution oh my gosh and it's just it's one of those things it's it's been there the whole time it just wasn't being applied in that way and that is that is phenomenal Oh my gosh! That there's my big takeaway right there. <laughs> that's our. Tech I'm tips. teaching that to teachers this summer. Well, and that's, I'll give you all the credit, but I'm telling you right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's already going in one of my summer workshops. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's yeah. good. That's going to be okay. one of our tech tips of the week. By the that's way, true. that's true. That's right. We're going to give you credit. <laughs> that's right. And we're sending everybody your ways. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it just became it just became the way we would communicate, but it made us better as teachers mm-hmm. because it made us more concise. Mm-hmm. Because what we were trying to replicate in the video was that chalk and talk input at the board Mm -hmm. and we were shoving videos out left, right and centre. And actually what we needed was how do I tackle this question? What does a good answer look like? And we know all the evidence of worked examples, lightening cognitive load. We've got a charity foundation over here that says that um, students' learning is significantly deepened when their cognitive load is lightened and they learn at a deeper level when a worked example is used. Mm -hmm. So this was the, the, the thing that... You know, if you think of a Venn diagram, digital divide, achieving strong worked examples and students deepening their learning, this sort of sat right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And so simple of a, of a concept. I mean, so that that's my
0: brilliant. So there's my next question. The other teachers that jumped on board. Um, how, how quickly did it happen? Well, you know, there's our there's our, there's one thing that. I can tell you in the U.S., and it could be everywhere, there's so many different possibilities. Getting everyone to think along the same line, especially in education, for my classroom, this is my classroom, it's pretty hard. How did that work out You know, in this situation?
2: Yeah, well, I don't know your students and your students are different to my students and my students are different to your students yeah. and their students are different to their students and it, it happens. I've been in what you would call an ed tech coach role for many years and mm-hmm. throw many ideas at the wall and not many have stuck, I'll be honest. Um, but this one this one did take off, but it took off particularly with English teachers and particularly with teachers of English as an additional language mm-hmm. as sort of that clear laying out of how a conversation would happen between two people who are trying to learn the beginnings of English. English Or um, what happened was, I presented it at the National um, College of English as an Additional Language Conference. Teachers and they leapt on it straight away, and they created a wakelet And there's like 35 examples by the end of the day of everyone who'd been there. And it's about how to make a safe password online and how to keep you, you know, just rules that you need to know and follow. But then you start to understand and think about them. Um, but my biggest advocate was um, my my peer teacher. So I was maths and she was English. And she would do it with like um, her P paragraphs, uh, point, evidence, emphasis, um, you know, to remind them of paragraph structures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that still sits at the top of every piece of writing she asked them to do because it can be inserted anywhere because it's an image file. It sits in the docs. It sits in the forms. It sits in the chats. It sits everywhere as a reminder to them all of the rules of what they're about to start to do.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And taking up so little bandwidth and so little space
0: Yeah. Well, and the speed of delivery, there's the next thing that actually happens. If I'm waiting for a video to download, my interest wanes and the kids, you know, they're worse than me. I'm pretty bad, but you know, that's uh. but you know, a gift, boom, it's there yeah. and you know, I'm still on task and on target. And that's the big deal is keeping them moving and moving forward. That's really pretty cool. Yeah. I'll
2: head off a couple of issues that uh-huh. can potentially arise. Should. One is that they're not pausable because they just continue playing. I'll tell you that my students told me they quite liked that. They quite liked that they could look down at their work and pen and paper it a bit and then look back up and see it again and check that they got it right. And almost that confirmation Mm. that looped back around and that they'd started. The second is that it's not accessible to students with a visual impairment, Mm. but the way we build them in slides is accessible. So if you have a student with a visual impairment, the slides where you have the first bit of text, and then the next slide where you have the first bit and the second bit, and then the next slide where you have those two bits and the next bit, that is accessible to students. So if you share how you make them with students with a visual impairment, then that Mm. makes it accessible for them to engage as well.
0: Nice. Very nice. So um, I have to be the time cop here. Wrap it up. <laughs> Our teachers also have short attention spans. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, are you planning on coming to the, when, when you, you know, get the ability to travel again, like we all can, as we're all waiting for that opportunity to get out of the house and move somewhere and go do things. You ever going to come over here and hit a conference like ISTE? You know, this year it's in New Orleans. I wish-
2: <laughs> absolutely love to do I'd love to do any conference I'd love to go anywhere that anyone would have me um <laughs> i would love to go anywhere I'm so excited to travel I've made so many friends mm-hmm. globally over these past two years and I'm eternally grateful to every single one of them mm-hmm. because they've all added something to my professional growth and it would lovely to be lovely to meet people face to face and say thank you in person
0: exactly yeah. yeah well you can consider these two guys your friends now too because that's a that's a Bless definite, you, thank you yes it's been an awesome time so for our listeners if they want to pick your brain steal your ideas get in touch or just chat what's the best way they can get in touch with you
1: I oh, hey, that
0: was awesome. Twitter, thank you so I much to on Twitter, SJ I love to for joining awesome. us we're today. Put that on, on
1: thank
0: uh, the, the you, know the guys. The you know what time it is? It's it. time it for, it, uh, for the Edutective. We're, we're going to make. Hey, you know yeah, that's <laughs> beautiful. Yes, it's time for the Edutective. i tell you what, I think I can now call you as the cover edutective of the week. And that is Text Help. Check it out. Text Help.com, t-e-x-t-h-e-l-p. D.com. To the cool, cool pieces from that are Read&Write and and EquatIO. you just need to check it out because especially for math um, the EquatIO stuff is really cool that is phenomenal I, it is phenomenal the things that you can create and prep your kids so they have that at their fingertips for digital learning thats you know right there same thing with read and write uh, we love their we love text helps motto and that's you know we help people understand uh, to, we help people to understand and be understood so really cool stuff yeah it's a short tech, It's a short uh, tip of the week but it's a great tip of the week and you will be a miss if you don't visit the site. That's right. So
1: we'll have a link down in the description. Yeah. But remember, cetera, it's easy, T E X T H E O P dot com. There
0: you go. .com. Hey, you know what? It's been a great show. Yes, it has, man. It was awesome. It's great to have guests back. And uh, if you didn't know, our guest at Booking is open. Uh, there are very limited slots. It is booking.edutechguys.com. So you can go out and book yourself a thing. Don't forget to find us on Patreon. We are on Patreon. It's stuff that you don't hear here. It's a little more fun. Here, here. Here, to be fair. To be fair. So, uh, you know, honestly, there's some great stuff out there, a lot of comedy, uh, a lot of just, uh, you know, outtakes, and uh, some adult fun.
1: It's, that, it's, that didn't sound right. No, but, no, know. not at all. It, it's us being us when the microphones aren't on, <laughs> but they actually are on. <laughs> oh, whoo, whoops. Hey, anyway, it's been a great show.
0: I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time.
1: You've been listening to the Guys. EduTechGuys, edutechguys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule,
0: flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings.
1: If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training